Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is the Horror Shots Podcast. The Witch, by the cast of her eye, sends forth a malefic venom into the bewitched to cast him into a fit, and therefore... The touch of the hand doth, by sympathy, cause that venom to return into the body of the witch again. The Reverend John Hale. Hello again, and welcome to the Horror Shots Podcast. I'm Casey, and it's awesome to have you back listening. Of course, before we start our cast, on one of the darker periods in history, there is a little bit of housekeeping that has to get done, as per usual at the start of every episode. First, I want to thank you so much for listening. The cast has been picking up quite a bit of steam lately, and I couldn't be more grateful. Of course, there's still Patreon, and I'd like to thank Christy for pledging there. Uh, Every little bit does help, after all. And lastly, I wanted to just let you know that I started a Twitter account for this podcast. I find it just another great way to interact with you, and you can follow along and retweet and like and all that kind of fun stuff at Pod on Twitter. Um, of course, I'll follow you back too and see what's up and see how your lives are going and what's going on there. But now that I've got all that out of the way, we can finally get onto the cast. And boy, it's a doozy. I do have a feeling this will be one of the longer ones, maybe even a two-parter. It's a very important and deplorable time, but it's all the more reason to look into it. And we can even draw some parallels to today's society within it as well. I'm talking about the Salem Witch Trials. Between February 1692 and May 1693, 20 people, 14 of them women, were accused, sentenced, and executed for being a witch. But what drove the public to these claims, and why were the results so severe? Well, I suppose before we get into the trials itself, we have to look at the supposed crime, which is witchcraft. Now, witchcraft in and of itself is a massive topic, which would require a whole cast of its own. But here are some basics of what you need to know. Witchcraft is as old as time, almost quite literally. I found claims stating that artifacts and artwork dating back to 30 to 40,000 years have been discovered depicting witchcraft in some way, shape, or form. The actual workings of witchcraft require some kind of belief in the magical and is usually connected in some way to the earth. There are many types of magics as well, anything from green to white to black, and not all forms of witchcraft are considered evil or malicious in any way. Witchcraft is also unpopular amongst the masses for as long as it's been around, which, of course, during the Puritan and Christian times caused quite a few issues. During the 17th century, witch hunts and trials began to fade away in most parts of Europe. However, in the New World, the freshly colonized Americas, it was still very much a thing, and in fact, it led to maybe the most notorious and widespread case of mass hysteria in history. Little tidbit of note, as that while the most famous of the trials took place between 1692 and 1693, the first recorded execution was of a young woman called Aless Young in Hartford in 1647. This, I'm talking about America, which hunts and trials here, not over the span of the history of the world, because that could go back ages. I didn't really look that far into that aspect. I'm just focusing on the Americas here. Uh, And that very well, that hanging of Aless Young may have been the start of the epidemic, some 46 years before the trials. 
However, the events that really kicked things off took place in February of 1692, when Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, the niece and daughter of Reverend Samuel Paris, began to exhibit unnatural fits, which were described as being beyond the power of epileptic fits. Witnesses described the girls as making strange noises, crawling under furniture, and distorting and contorting their bodies in ways that didn't seem possible. Furthermore, the girls complained of pins and needles plaguing them. A doctor, believed to be William Griggs, examined the pair but found nothing wrong. Granted, this was 1692 and medical science wasn't quite at its pinnacle, so it's likely he did miss something. It wasn't long before many of the other women in town began to exhibit the same or similar ailments, many of them public in nature. In fact, a visiting reverend held a sermon only for it to be interrupted on several occasions by outbursts. It wasn't long until the old ways made their way into the new world, and people started the accusations of witchcraft. Initially, three people were accused and arrested of witchcraft and cursing, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams. However, the victims weren't the accusers. Anna Putnam Jr. and Elizabeth Hubbard had those honors. Those three supposed witches were Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and lastly a slave called Tituba, who was believed to be the first accused by Anne Putnam Jr., it's also worthy to note that this time in history might have been all started because of a family feud between two families called the Porters and the Putnams. They were very polarizing families in Salem, and they were often the forefront of the town news, gossip, and bickering and fighting in general. The three alleged witches were, of course, outcasts in the town. Sarah Good was a homeless beggar who would often ask for shelter in the homes of people around the town. She was accused mainly because of her reputation. She was dirty and accused of rejecting the Puritan way and was often claimed to have scolded children in the streets as opposed to showing them the way of salvation, which was, again, the Puritan way. They're pretty harsh accusations if you ask me, considering she was probably just a miserable homeless woman. Next on the docket, we have Sarah Osborne, yet another outcast in society. She was mainly disliked due to her not attending church on a regular basis, and furthermore, she remarried and was seen as having too many self-interests. One of those was keeping her son's inheritance from him from her first marriage. Lastly, we have the South American Indian slave Tituba. For obvious reasons, she was an easy target, being maybe the only visible minority in Salem at the time. Her race and traditions were most likely a relative unknown amongst the general population, and it was rumored that she would lure children, including Abigail and Betty, with stories of the Malus Maleficarum. The stories she told were sexual in nature, including interactions with demons and how to seduce men. This was claimed to have stimulated the imaginations of the shut-in children and closed-minded girls. Ultimately, as I mentioned, Dituba was an easy target for the Puritans. As would soon turn customary, these women faced intense interrogations by magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne, and were forced to defend themselves and ultimately sent to jail. Now, when March of that whole year rolled around, several other people were accused of being witches as well, which could have very well been the start of the epidemic. Kind of got the ball rolling earlier, but now we're kind of in that downward slope where the momentum is just going to carry it into the incredible situation it turned into. Martha Corey, child Dorothy Good, and Rebecca Nurse, all from Salem, were accused, as well as Rachel Clinton from nearby Ipswich. Poor Martha became the subject of interest when she became skeptical about the stories of the two girls, Abigail and Betty. 
The claims that Nurse and Corey were witches were actually troubling as both were respected members of their respected churches. This is where the hysteria may have set in, as if two well-to-do people could be witches, literally anybody could be. Dorothy Good was only four years old at the time of her accusation, and she was the daughter of Sarah Good, but that didn't exempt her from questioning and detainment. In fact, in maybe the first course child interrogation in history, the magistrates took her confused answers to their very confusing questions as a confession to her mother's guilt. The last of the new bunch, Rachel Clinton, was arrested and charged in Ipswich on totally unrelated charges to the actions in Salem. Suffice it to say, standing out in any way was a severe detriment to one's well-being or innocence. In a time when these settlers were doing everything they could to start new and fresh, in their world, in their god's image, anybody who opposed that was considered evil. Potentially evil, anyway. They didn't understand what it was to be opposed. After all, they'd left their homelands to be free from persecution. Also, they weren't prepared for any kind of resistance, and hostility was dealt with harshly. It was draconian, sure, but it was more or less their roof, their rules. Beyond that, as I mentioned before, the times were a very different breed than today, or even other parts of the world at that time. The Puritans lived in constant fear. Many of them were a part of the British-France War and the American colonies, and they just had experienced smallpox for the first time, and that epidemic ruined a lot of lives. They feared invasion from the native tribes that were neighboring them, and all of these tensions sort of boiled over, and with that air of xenophobia, it made sense for them to be weary of outsiders. Now, I do think that's a good place to leave the cast for today. As I said, it'll be a fairly long one, and I didn't want to throw everything all at you at once. I kind of like these 10-minute long, 11-minute long casts. But that doesn't mean I'm done. No, there's still a lot more to go, and this will definitely be a two-parter. On the next cast, I'll get into some more of the accused, the trials, and the aftermath. We'll find out the fate of some of these women, men, and children, and what these trials meant for the future of religion, laws, courts, and society as a whole. So keep your ears peeled for next week's cast, part two of the Salem Witch Trials.